You're listening to Small Steps for Big Goals, the podcast for the heart-centered, highly sensitive business owner. I'm your host, Kate Carter, mindset coach and business mentor. And after three years of coaching and mentoring clients, what I know to be true is small steps lead to big results. If you're feeling completely overwhelmed with the information out there, and you know you're ready to go deeper and find out what really is going to support you to move your business forward, then come and join us each week as we delve into an aspect of mindset, energy and strategy which is going to support you in seeing those big results. I'm so excited to delve into this with you, so come and join us. Hello and welcome to Small Steps for Big Goals. I hope you are having a wonderful, wonderful week. The sun is out here. It's been a lovely, lovely day so far and we've had a fantastic weekend here. So we went to see... Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Um, we are big Marvel fans in this house. Well, generally just film film fans. And we went and watched it yesterday and absolutely loved it. And I would love to hear if you love going to cinema or if you've been to see it and what you thought. My only downside of the whole experience was that, as we know, I am incredibly sensitive and I do cry at the easiest of things. And obviously cinema is not the place to do that, even though it's quite dark. Um, and so I was trying really hard yesterday not to cry um, at certain points. And I'm really glad that we didn't take Sophie, my youngest, um, because we had heard, even though it's a 12A, we could have taken her. We did hear that there might have been some upsetting things for children younger than 12. So Fortunately, she'd gone out for the day with her friends because it was her friend's birthday and they'd gone and done some things together. And so we made the most of that. And me and my husband and my eldest child, Jake, who is just coming up to 13, went. Um, And there was some quite there was some quite upsetting things, especially around animals um, and sort of experimentation and things like that. So I'm really glad that Sophie didn't go. I found it quite tough at times to watch. So. Yes, that's kind of where we're at without giving too much away. So, yes, do let me know if you've seen that and what you thought about it as well. So today's topic is all about letting go of perfectionism and how to overcome the fear of failure and entrepreneurship. This is something that I'm smiling to myself because I remember when I was working with my coach back in 2020 um, and she said, Kate, I think there's an element of perfectionism here. I was like, no, no, I'm not a perfectionist. I'm I'm absolutely fine with letting things go. And she's like, no, I, I don't think this is work related. I think it's you related. And that started my journey into really exploring what perfectionism was and how it could show up for different people. And I see this now the more and more that I coach in my clients as well. So I really want to go into the different ways that perfectionism can show up for you and how it can stop you from taking action and how it can stop you from seeing the results that you want to see. And this isn't a blame game at all. It's not saying, oh, well, you should be able to get over this because it's really tough. And some of these ideas that we're going to be discussing today are really linked to who we see ourselves being to that identity piece and I'm a huge believer in if a story or if a mindset block for another for another terminology there whichever one resonates with you but when one of those things 
latches on or is very connected to our identity or who we believe we are, it's really difficult to take a step back from that, to remove the emotion around that. It is tough to to kind of choose again or to create a different action. So I really want to be mindful of how I'm discussing this and how I'm kind of bringing it to your attention. Yes, on one hand, I absolutely see it in my own experience and those of my clients, how it can get in your way and how it can stop you from taking action and seeing those results. But on the other side of that, I want you to give yourself some compassion here and to understand that these things can take time. They don't always have to, but sometimes they can take time. And if they're linked to that identity piece and who you think you are, it can take a little bit longer than you want it to. So as you're navigating through this and you're rewiring your brain and you're creating new neural pathways, which is all of the beautiful stuff that we're going to be talking about today, I want you to give you some some grace and some compassion as you're navigating through this because we're all different and some of us, it takes a little bit longer. I definitely know that one of the things we're going to talk about today is something I still have to work on a lot. And I'm hoping that you'll take this as permission given, you'll take it as normalizing how you're feeling and knowing that there is a different way, but you can do that in your own time. Okay, so most of the clients I work with have a perfectionist tendencies in different ways, and they're all very, very different. And I want to talk about the two ways that I see this showing up in my clients And I want you to think about which one you resonate. And then we'll talk through the different things that you can do to support you to shift and to create those new habits. When obviously when we're creating new habits, we are creating new neural pathways in our brain. We are in effect rewiring our brain. So I just want to clarify that whenever you hear me say that it is based around when we're creating new habits. Um, And without going down too much of a rabbit hole today, neural pathways are connected in our head and they're like little shortcuts because obviously if we had to consume everything consciously from the external world we would be completely and utterly overwhelmed and I think overwhelmed is an understatement but we wouldn't be able to process it all and so our brain creates shortcuts easier ways for us to remember stuff that's why cleaning our teeth driving a car walking all of these different things we do automatically it's not a conscious action it becomes a subconscious action and it's the same for our brain so if we've created a habit and that may be a thinking process so I'm thinking of an example here so say you're very anxious around talking in front of people and that has been something that was cemented at a very early age And so now as an adult, going live on Facebook or going to speak in front of people at an event creates a very real fear response in you because of the experiences and your thought patterns from a very young age. And it's that kind of thing that I'm talking to here. So as we learn more about ourselves and as we shift our subconscious and conscious thought patterns we are in effect rewiring our brain and creating new neural pathways by creating new habits and doing something different over and over again. 
So just wanted to clarify that before we go into anything else. So the first way that I see perfectionism showing up is in what you create. So this is your offers, your content, your messaging. This is about doing everything you can to make sure your work is perfect. And you may find yourself getting caught up in the wording, the layout of something. And you might even hold back from sharing it because you'll convince yourself you just have to change a few things or you've just got to add a few things or you've just got to check on a few things. And so in this, as you can hopefully see as I'm talking through this, this is one of those examples where you're not taking action. You're not sharing your offers with the world because you're getting caught up in that perfectionism around the work that you're creating. And so this can be really sabotaging for your results because you're not allowing the offers to to be out there in the world for people to see. The second way that I see it showing up, and this is more how it shows up for me, it's really sneaky because I didn't even realise in 2020 when my coach first brought it to my attention, I didn't see it for what it was. I thought, and because this one is the one that's linked to your identity, I couldn't see it for what it was. I couldn't see it as a story. I couldn't see it as self-sabotage. I couldn't see it as perfectionism. I just saw it as truth. And I think for a lot of my clients, this is also the case. So I'd be really interested to know if this is the same for you. The second way that I see perfectionism coming up is about you as a person. And what I mean by this is normally attached to you not being good enough in an area So you therefore don't show up for that. So an example is here, you might find yourself saying, I can't do that because. So as a really good, um, if you know me at all, you know that I love the language. It can help us to create an awareness around a story. So this is one of the, the thought patterns, the things that you might be telling yourself that is a really good indication of, oh, interesting what is that coming up for? What is underneath this phrase? I can't do that because. So it might be, and they normally come with a label. So it might be, um, I can't, let's use the example from earlier. I can't go onto Facebook and do a live because I'm too shy. I can't go and talk to that person in a networking event because... I'm not articulate enough. Sorry, my voice is going. So you can see how that phrase, I can't do that because, is a really good indication. And again, curiosity is amazing here, rather than judgment. So we want to look at this with curiosity. Isn't it really interesting that that comes up when I have to go and talk in front of people or when I have to share my opinions or my feelings about something? Because that is the one that's actually a sneaky perfectionism part there most of the time I see that to be the case so it's one of those areas where you have learned through habit through experience to shy away from that particular thing whether that be talking in front of people or going live or sharing your opinions you've learned that as a habit and because of that it's become that shortcut in your brain So you're not consciously thinking about it. You're just going to, I can't do that because. And because it's so linked to your personality and your identity or you feel it is, 
it feels like a truth. Like, I can't do that because I'm shy. For example, I am shy. That's how I see myself. That's my identity. Therefore, it's a truth. And so can you see how sneaky this one bit can be? Because you really have to kind of peel back the layers around that one. Okay, so let's first of all, I've used that phrase, which I've just said is a really good phrase for us to dig a little bit deeper. So I've used that phrase. Isn't that interesting? What's that covering up? Okay, so it's it's sort of saying that I'm really shy. So am I really shy? Is that something that is a truth for me or is it something I've just told myself over and over again or other people have told me over and over again? And therefore, I've just cemented it in my head as a truth. And it's become a shortcut in my brain. I'm not even conscious aware, consciously aware of it anymore. It just feels like the truth. And really kind of just get curious around it. Again, that curiosity piece. So is it true? Let me think of the examples when I've done things that maybe shy people wouldn't do. And just kind of have that conversation either with your coach or with yourself. Do a bit of self-coaching here and just get really curious about what is underneath the thing. Is it truth or is it just a habit that you've created over time? Because that will actually support you in shedding some light on it, which, as we know, awareness around it is always the first step. But it also enables you to start questioning it rather than it being an automatic. I can't do that because I am. And it's that shortcut in our brain. We haven't really thought about it. Having that time now to pause and go, oh, I've used that phrase. What's underneath that? Is it a truth? Is it not a truth? You're actually starting to question it. And as soon as you question something, it means you get to choose again. And then you can start to create that new habit that we were talking about, which over time creates a new neural pathway, which in effect rewires our brain. That is a beauty of how our brain is. It's neuroplasticity. I can never say that word. It's such a wonderful, beautiful thing. And it means that your brain is never just one way. It always has the potential to learn something new. It always has the potential to change. And so there's a couple of things that I want you to think about here. Most of the things that I'm going to discuss here can work with both kinds of perfectionism. But these are some small steps that you can take today to support you in shedding light on these, on supporting you and creating new habits, creating new neural pathways so you can move past it and you can start to take action in a different way. So not the action that you would always take, but different action that would lead to different results. And it fits beautifully into what got you here isn't going to get you there. So we all get to a point in our business where we have to shift either our thinking, our strategy, our energy to get different results. And in this case, we have to do quite a few of them. And we have to change our mindset around things. We have to change our energy around things, which then has an impact on the strategy and the actions that we take in our business. So the first thing I want you to think about is how can you shift your thinking into looking at the journey rather than the destination? And this one goes against a lot of what you see in the online space, because a lot of marketing really is geared towards that result, those 
big money months, those clients coming in, etc., which are wonderful. That isn't to diss the result wins, but it is to focus on this is a journey. Being an entrepreneur is a journey. If we're just focusing on the destination and the results, we're missing out on so much of the things that we can be learning. So how can we shift our our perspective to looking at the journey and not the destination? I would love to hear what you have that comes up for you around this. The second one is celebration. You know that I love my celebrations. But again, instead of looking at the results and the result wins and the result celebrations, how can we look at process wins? Because I guarantee you, having done this for over three years now, if you shift your celebrations into the processes that you are taking, rather than the result wins, you will stay in it for longer. And then you will see those results that you really want to see. But looking at how you can celebrate your process wins enables you to move a little bit away from the perfectionism, to look at the journey, not the destination, and to actually put your work out there and then celebrate the fact that you've put your work out there so that you can eventually see the results you want to see. So those two pieces go really well together. Looking at the process wins and then enabling those processes to encourage you to look at the journey. And then the next thing I want you to think about is how can you push your edges out of your comfort zone and then celebrate that when you do? Because again, this is going to be a way that you can create different actions which are going to enable you to see different things which will enable you to move forward. So I'm not a huge lover, especially if you're highly sensitive, of jumping completely out of your comfort zone into something more because it dysregulates our nervous system and it kind of completely overwhelms us and then puts us back into that fight, flight or freeze mode. What I'm talking about here is pushing your edges. So I always envisage here you in a bubble and you're just going to the edge of your bubble and you're just pushing it a little bit. And every time you push it, it gets bigger. And it's that that I'm talking about. I'm not talking about popping the bubble and jumping out. I'm talking about pushing the edges of those bubbles. So how can you push your edge? What is it that you find yourself turning away from because it's too scary? So going back to that, I can't do that because it's. When you're saying that, how can you change it into, instead of I can't do that because, how can you change it into how can I talk in front of people? How can I feel good about showing up on video? How can I insert what you are currently pulling away from? And again here, there's something to be said about the difference between taking action that's in alignment and taking action that is uncomfortable and painful. So what I want you to just be aware of here is when you are talking about pushing your edge, just check in and look at it through your lens of your values and your strengths, just to make sure that it is still in alignment. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy because obviously pushing our comfort zone is always going to be slightly uncomfortable, but it means that it still is in alignment with your values and who you are at your core rather than being somebody completely different or doing something because somebody's told you or should do or have to and all of those different things, which I always want to veer my clients away from. So with this particular question, how can I 
and insert what you are currently pulling away from, just look through that through your lens of your values just to make sure it's in alignment with who you want to be at your core. And then can you take that action and celebrate when you do? Again, because that's a process. You've done something. You've taken some action. You need to celebrate that. And then you need to do it again. And then you need to celebrate that. And then you need to do it again and celebrate that. And so by doing this over and over again, we create a new habit. We create new neural pathways. We create a new automatic response in our brain, which will then help us to shift into a different way of thinking, which means you will start to take different actions and you will start to see different results. And so this is such a beautiful example of how mindset work and embodiment work can really support you in moving your business forward, especially if this is coming up for you around perfectionism. So I really hope this has been useful. I absolutely, I think it's one of my favorite topics to talk about just because I think it's fascinating how we can often overlook the perfectionism in the identity piece and how we can often think that it's not perfectionism, it's just truth. And I really would encourage you here to peel back those layers and really question whether what you're telling yourself over and over again is actually the truth or just a form of perfectionism. So I'm going to leave it there for today. I would love, love, love to talk to you if you feel that having me in your corner would really support you in peeling back your layers, understanding how you might be currently holding yourself back and how I can support you in creating those new habits, helping you to take different action, helping you to push your edges in a really supportive and nourishing way so that you can start to see those results that you're currently not seeing. So I've got lots of different ways that you can work with me at the moment. You can have an intensive, you can have 16 or 24 sessions. So I do mine a little bit differently. I don't have a prescribed amount of months that you need to work with me. What I do is I have a prescribed amount of sessions and then me and you together work out what's best for you. So would you like to have a session every week, a session every two weeks? And then we actually create the container around you and your needs rather than me saying it has to be six months or it has to be four months. It's a co-creation. And then the other thing I have at the moment, if one-on-one is slightly out of your price range at the moment, you can join us in the monthly coaching session, which is one coaching session per month. And that is £30 a month. You can obviously cancel at any time, but you get my one-on-one support in a very small group container for £30 a month. So if you're interested in any of those, I'll put the links in the show notes. Please just ask, please just reach out. I will always tell you if I don't think I can support you or if I don't think it's going to be a good fit. It is completely one of my values, being honest and in my integrity to ensure that I'm doing the best job that I possibly can. So I will always tell you if I don't think it's going to be a good fit. So please do ask if you think that you would like to know more. If you're really interested, I would love, love, love to talk to you. Okay, I will speak to you again next week. Lots of love. Bye. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to this week's podcast with me, Kate Carter. I appreciate you so much. 
If you enjoyed this show, then please leave a review. Every month, I will pick a winner for a free 50-minute coaching session with me. Also, if you know someone who could benefit from listening to this podcast, then please share and help me reach more new entrepreneurs who could benefit from learning their own small steps to take. 